Welcome to the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Salmon, Certified Holistic Health Coach and author of You Can Afford to Be Healthy. And this podcast looks at a holistic approach to health from a multi-generational and multinational perspective of women of color. Okay, so today we're talking about raw vegan must-haves. What are the staples? What are the staples? Ama, I like when you start. So you could start with your must-haves and staples in your kitchen. Okay, my must-have. Mm. Boy, I'd love to show a picture of the must-have because I took a picture of my fridge and I, I, my refrigerator and said if, if at any time that I get sick, all they have to do is to look at my photo and know what to bring into my house. <laughs> my must-have is always... Fresh greens, and it start with um, romaine lettuce, ricotta, ricotta, red and white stripe. Um, uh, radicchio. Radicchio, sorry. That's um, what I call it anyway. Yes. Cucumbers, bell pepper, um, dill, parsley. As a matter of fact, talk about the dill and parsley, about fresh dill. And I went online this morning to find out how to freeze my fresh dill to always have dill fresh. Mm. Um, I have my dill freezing now to put them in bags. So you haven't tried it yet? I do it this morning. Oh, yeah? And it tasted fine? I don't know. I have it in the freezer now. You have to freeze it for a certain amount of time. Right. Because when you freeze food and then have it, it changes the whole thing. So let me know how you like it. Because when I buy dill, I buy organic dill, and it hurts me to see that I have to throw it away after a while because it gets soggy and bad. Mm -hmm. And I can't do that because organic stuff is expensive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it has to be those greens and green cabbage and red cabbage and onions and bell pepper. Those are my basic stuff that I, those are my have to have. If I don't have that in else, it's like I feel like I have, you know, people who eat meat, Mm -hmm. you eat the greens. You feel you have no meat in the house. So that's my, you know. Yeah, like your whole meal is, there's no that's meal. Oh, and another, my favorite is celery and carrots. You'll never come here and don't find carrots. I have to have those things. Celery, carrots, all the greens you can think of. Mm-hmm. You cook. Yes. The celery and carrots you juice? No, I don't juice um, carrots no more because it's a little too sweet. What I do with it, I eat it raw. I make it in a salad. I make it with um, beets, mm-hmm. and I season it and just eat it like a side salad, not not a whole bunch of it because that would be too much, too sweet. Mm-hmm. But when once I marinate it, it gives it like a different flavor. It don't taste as sweet, you know? Yeah. Right. But I don't juice it and drink it no more. That's too much sugar for me. I mean, I know it's good sugar, but it's just too much. Right. And so the celery, you put that in the salad too? The celery, I put it in the cabbage. Oh, okay. And sometimes I use the celery as a snack. Like I dip it in um, my favorite butter, whether it's almond or peanut butter. Mm. It's, a, it's one I of thought, those. I thought you liked cashew, but I thought that was your favorite. No, 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 no. I'm not a cashew person. Cashew and peanuts is not my favorite nuts. I'm afraid of those nuts because, to be honest with you, I use the cashew butter. I like it in the smoothie, mm-hmm. but to eat it, I don't, I'm not a cashew person. I try not to, cause I know it's fattening. 
It's it's good nuts, but it's very fattening. You think cashew is more fattening than almond? Yeah. I know your research is. Yes, because they're both fat, but they're both unsaturated fat. The only thing about what I like, I like the the um the benefits of the almond more. And you know what it is? I think it's mm-hmm. something about the way I think about things though. Mm-hmm. I'm, more, I'm more into what is more beneficial to me than what tastes good to me. Maybe that's why I acquired the taste that I acquire over the years. Mm. Like things don't really have to taste good. Once it's good for me, I'm going to eat it. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. That's an interesting statement you made. You mean about like, the, the, the fat content? Yeah, because from my perspective, I don't see them any different in terms of fat. Really? Um, but in terms of flavor and uses, like from a raw vegan perspective, I see them as different uses because cashews are usually used to give you like a cheesy flavor. Well, um, yeah, right. It depends on what you're making. But I'm saying like I would use cashew to do a dish, mm-hmm. but I would don't eat cashew like I sit down and eat almond. Right. Does make any sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I tried the almond with the, the green smoothie at the green, you know, the greens, and it mm-hmm. made it taste nice. I, 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 I like the cashew butter with the smoothie, but I, I prefer almond butter to make the smoothie. Okay, so according to the Harvard School of Public Health, one ounce of cashew contains um, 13 grams of fat, while an ounce of almonds contains 15 grams of fat. So almonds have more fat than cashews. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. What a turn off. <laughs> but these are, this is unsaturated fat. So this is a healthy source of fat, just like avocado is fat, right? Yeah, but it's good fat. It's good fat, exactly. So the same with the nuts and seeds is good fat. And this is only two grams more per ounce. I mean, but it is, I think it's, it's negligible. It's, it's portion control in everything. So I think that's, you know, portion control. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I could say, you know, it's really, I could say I agree with you in this case for you talking to you. But if I was talking to a meat eater, I would say, no, moderation is a fallacy. It's not true. Because even if you moderate, um, let's say, I had open here, Trinity United Church of Christ. This is where I worship on Sunday morning online, right? And I Mm -hmm. look at their bulletin, and they're going through my offer right now, right? Which is, um, let me actually give you the definition of my offer. (laughs) My offer is the African Holocaust, according to Wikipedia. It's the Holocaust of enslavement, um, of enslaved uh, people. And so so there's a series they're doing. And so this is the Ma'afa menu for today that they had, because we're recording on a Sunday, February 9th. Mm -hmm. And they had for breakfast, bacon or turkey sausages and biscuits. Um, they have for lunch fried chicken and smothered chicken breasts and barbecue spare ribs, right? And this, even in moderation, because people, everybody's definition of moderation is different. 
for them, moderation could be once a week, twice a week. And according to the Blue Zones, the people who live the longest and have less issues are the ones who are eating meat, small amounts of meat. Okay, we're talking about like a handful per person of meat a year, you know? And so this this in moderation is no good. Cigarette smoking in, not, in moderation is no good. Drinking alcohol, even in moderation, is no good. Our definition of moderation, even with salt, is off the rails because Americans are consuming way too much salt, which is causing high blood pressure. You know, you feel like you could be doing all the healthy things and you're somehow getting in too much salt in your diet because salt also, you know, has an addictive quality. Like I was telling, we were talking on the podcast, I think last week, about those seaweed snacks. It literally says on the package, uh, strangely addictive or something like that. And it is. <laughs> oh, seaweed? Yeah, the seaweed snacks, the sea snacks, because... I told you I didn't like it because it was too salty. It's too salty. But when you get the raw version, it's less salt. It's yeah. less salty. It's something that I don't like, though. I'd rather the seaweed shot. You talking spirulina? No. What seaweed a, shot? They, it's like a little drink. Mm-hmm. When they use the seaweed, they make it. Where are you getting that from? The juice bar? Yeah. Oh, I wonder, they must be using, um, there's some different things they could be using. Probably like either it's spirulina in there. If you say no, then maybe like E3 Live. I know E3 Live, I think, has some oh, kind of. But um, the real seaweed. But um, Sam, can I just go back to your church and what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah, because E3 Live has blue-green algae. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Okay. I hate to say your church needs physical healing. This, I was so shocked to see this for the second week in a row, this Ma'afa menu, because I know that Reverend Ma's wife was... Before you, before you say anything else, can I say something? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, because my church, our, our church, the Methodist church, this time of year, mm -hmm. we are going into, um, what do you call it? Lent. And, uh, Lent, Lenten season. Yeah. We do fasting. We go through a fasting. So fasting, and you, you give up certain things. So I think sometimes what the church can do, like something, if you want to celebrate something, mm -hmm. you celebrate it in the sense of giving it, give up something. Like we were enslaved to eat certain food. Slaves were given certain food. Yes. So what we would do, because in Lent, we do give up something. Give up something that we were enslaved to eat that is not good for our body hallelujah amen praise the lord <laughs> say it for the people in the back you know i mean i i was so disappointed to see this it's like these foods the first the stuff for breakfast is carcinogenic then you have lunch is basically serving heart disease and diabetes which is rampant in our community and this has been normalized because of our traumatic history which you're trying to memorialize and concretize with this celebration um this is just so destructive there's no healing here you know and church is supposed to be a place of healing it's not in value alignment you know it's really frustrating but it is since you since you mentioned moderation, it's like for those people, I'm like, nah, like you know. But when you I should... speak of 
when I speak of moderation, maybe I'm a little selfish because I was thinking of myself. Right. Like the things I eat, I don't bring nothing in my house that I shouldn't eat. But the things I eat, sometimes I think I eat too much of it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say moderation is like for people like me. Like, you know, take it easy, slow down. Don't eat as much as, just eat a little bit. Because we're talking about the almond. Mm-hmm. And they say must eat six almonds. Like, who eats six almonds? Mm-hmm. Who, is, who is that discipline? I am not. So sometimes I'd rather not even have it in here because I know I'm not going to eat six. <laughs> <laughs> they, these things are based on some studies, right? Because there's one about Brazil nuts, I'm going to tell you, for hypertension. <clears throat> and this is from, I'm, I'm going to read this to you. It's from um, Dr. Greger's book, How Not to Die, which I recommend everybody read, especially if you're not into this way of eating like a plant-based lifestyle. This goes through all the reasons why. And you can just, if you get it on Audible or get the audiobook somehow, just keep listening to it to motivate yourself to do to eat this way, right? So he says, um, uh, <clears throat> let me see, researchers from Brazil gave 10 men and women a single meal containing between one and eight Brazil nuts. Amazingly, compared to the control group who ate no nuts at all, just a single serving of four Brazil nuts almost immediately improved cholesterol levels. LDL, the bad cholesterol levels, were a staggering 20 points lower just nine hours after eating the Brazil nuts. Even drugs don't work that fast. Brazil nut? Is that the one, the big one that looked like that's, coconut? Yeah, that's the big one. Of those. Yeah. And he says, even a month after ingesting a single serving of Brazil nuts, their cholesterol levels stayed down. More is not better, however. Brazil nuts are so high in the mineral selenium that eating four every day may actually bump you up against the tolerable daily limit for selenium. Nevertheless, this is not something you have to worry about if you're only eating four Brazil nuts a month. I know. <laughs> four a month. <laughs> I wonder if I could go to the store and just buy one every week. One nut. That's saying, like, it's like, this is like, I made note of this because I thought it was so interesting. But the, the funny part is the four a month. Like, if you're limited to four a month, like, what? What are you really doing with that, you know? <laughs> that's a joke for me. That, in my book, that's a joke. Yeah, but it just is a great um, example of the power of foods, that foods can work better than medication with no side effects. Yeah, that's know? true. Um, but I don't know about one nut. I mean, <laughs> somebody really one nut to me. Um, you said four a month? Yeah. Okay, so that may not I forget it delivered one, one, one time a week. Who can deliver one nut one time a week? So the, so the question that I have then is, because the, the reason why we're limited to four nuts is so we don't overdose on selenium, right? So okay. what's the risk of too much selenium? What's selenium cause, Sam? So selenium is a, it's, it's, um, it's a beneficial mineral, but I guess too much, just like iron, you know, you can have too much iron, you can have too much potassium, what, you can have too what, much. What if your body don't <laughs> absorb that? Because some people body don't absorb it. Yes, this is true. Some people, if you are eating a whole food, 
the likelihood that you're absorbing it is very high. Unless you have like leaky gut or some kind of autoimmune issue or something um, where your body is having difficulty absorbing nutrients from food, then, you know, but that would, that would, you would be dealing with some other bigger issues at that point. Yeah. Um, Lifescience.com says taking too much selenium over time can lead to selenosis, which can cause hair loss, nail loss, nausea, irritability, fatigue, and some nerve damage. Other symptoms of chronic selenium overdose are a metallic taste in the mouth and a garlic scent on the breath. The the nail loss is what get like I <laughs> if I start losing my nails, I think I would freak. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> much a mind grow every week. Mine is weekly nails. After yeah. filing on all the time. So did you hear those two pings, pings? Did you hear those? A while ago? Yeah. No. Okay. It may show up in the recording. And that is some of our listeners are actually live with us in the studio and have some comments. So let's go to the live studio audience and their comments. I want you to do a research on iceberg lettuce because I never bite and don't eat it because it's just water. But water is beneficial. The I, drink, I drink a lot of water. But the, yes, but so let's talk about this. The benefits, that's why this like, I, I used to hate on iceberg too because I'm like, yo, if I'm going to eat greens, it better be packed with nutrients because oh, I'm not I, going through this. <laughs> why, would, why would I pay so much for an iceberg when it's just water? Can't I just eat my salad and drink some water? Well, the, the, for you, it's not a big deal. But let's say you're overweight and you're trying to lose weight. You're obese. The iceberg is full of fiber. It's fiber and water. So at the bare minimum, you're filling your body with hydration and fiber that will keep you full longer so there's less space for trash food. You know, you, wanna, you want a fiber-rich diet. Okay, go to the people. I hear the sound. Okay. <laughs> so um, some people, okay, are saying, you can only overdose on inorganic selenium. But we just quoted Dr. Greger and the research he did, if people don't believe it, he cites this book, How Not to Die. Everything he says in there is very well cited. All of the research studies, and this is coming out of research out of Brazil. And so he has the citation there. I'm not going to open the book to look, but you can pick it up, How Not to Die, where they were looking specifically at Brazil nuts and saying that you know, you could, if you eat more than four Brazil nuts a month, like there's benefits to having the Brazil nuts because your cholesterol levels go down and they stay down. Assuming you're not eating foods that are going to continue to contribute to the cholesterol, right? But then if you don't want to, and I could only assume that they came to this conclusion about the selenium because if they're testing and more people had more nuts, they probably had high levels of selenium but just for just for those people who don't believe now there is you know there are some people who are like you know i don't trust these doctors i don't trust these scientists whatever it is what it is i just bring forth the information you do what you will with it right (laughs) um so in terms of my must-haves i have a whole list here but these are things really ultimately my must-haves are really like, it makes life easier. Uh Um, And this is what I use right now on a regular basis, but 
honestly, if I was on a deserted island somewhere, I just had my thumbs, there's still fruit. You can still eat mangoes with your thumbs, grapes, oranges, like, you know what I'm saying? Bananas, <laughs> and you know, blueberries. You know, when God gave you your hands, it's for a purpose. Mm. This looks like a fork, right? <laughs> it does. But Four you know fingers, what? yeah. But what this, this could not work without this. Without the thumb? Yes. Oh, the finger, so, the pointer. No, the thumb, your thumb. The thumb, okay. This is a fork, and this is the opener for everything. So the four fingers, for those who can't see you, the four fingers are the fork, and the thumb opens everything. Everything. Yeah. You, grab, you grab the fruit, and you use your finger. You can actually peel stuff with your fingernail. Yeah, and that's what uh, Dr. Doug Graham, he talks about this in the 80-10-10 diet book. This is the one of the unique things that make us uh, really fruit and plant eaters because we have these fingers to eat with, right? As opposed to carnivores who don't have that, which is why, you know, they have teeth that will just grab on and rip, you know, flesh raw. They can consume raw. So these there's a lot of physiological differences to show scientifically that eating fruits and vegetables is, for, and, and more so even fruits actually, is more of our diet, our natural diet as human beings. So I will, right. I will put that book as a recommended book as well in the show notes. What's so, his name, Dr. Gregor? Dr. Doug Graham for this book. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, so mine are Blender, definitely. My Vitamix, love it. <laughs> That's my bestie. That's my boo my Vitamix, food processor, because there's, uh, there was a time when I didn't have a food processor, but there's so much more you can make with a food processor, you know? Um, I, yeah. Go, this is what I want everyone to know. People will always ask how you eat raw food. That's a very easy. Just get the tools. Yeah. The food processor is, is, food processor is what help breaks it down for you, the, that you can be, it be chewable. Yes. And I have a freebie on that too. I'll post a link to the freebie on the, the kitchen tools. And I don't have, these are all tools that I've had at one time or another. I don't have all of them now, but like, if you have the funds to really, you know, you were calling, you were calling the blueberries last week, your Louis Vuitton. If you could like pimp out your kitchen and really deck it out with everything, this 24 kitchen tools, is like the dream, right? Even the citrus press, because with the citrus press that I recommend in there that I don't have, it's not necessarily a must have because you can, of course, blend your oranges or eat them raw or whatever. But like this, this citrus press, you put it on, it completely guts the entire thing, all the juice you could possibly get out the oranges. So if you that love orange juice, that is good. If somebody's sick, though, Sam, you don't think so? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, it depends on it depends on the sickness too. Because I mean, if you have the fiber of the fruit, because when I'm at work, <laughs> and it's for everyone out there to hear this, when you're hungry, and you take an orange or a tangerine and eat it and eat the fiber, that fills you up. Yeah, and it's also good for your colon. So I don't do a lot of juicing with fruits. I eat my fruits just whole. 
Yeah. But for people who like orange juice, because I know some folks like that. I mean, this is, you just pull the lever down and it guts, there's no waste, like no waste. I mean, of course, some people will be like, oh, you're wasting the fiber or whatever. But if your point is to get nutrition, you're, you're not wasting nutrition, <laughs> you know? Um, so then there's walnuts, uh, which is great for desserts. Fruits, must have fruits. That's the bare minimum. I need to have fruits. I think I would, yeah, I just wouldn't exist without fruits. Um, <laughs> almond butter, because I love it so much. It's a staple in my smoothies. Bananas is basically the base of my smoothies. Greens, um, cashew butter for my dressings, a salad bowl. I love my salad bowl. And I have a wooden one, which makes me feel even more in tune with the food I'm eating and the whole food chain, the farmers, the seed, you know, everything. I just feel more connected to nature. Um, good knives. This, if you want to have efficiency in your kitchen, having good knives. Shout out to Cutco. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still using my Cutco. They're, they're good knives. And you know what? They're expensive, but decent knives are expensive. You know what I'm saying? Which was my set again at five for $600. Oh, was it? <laughs> Thank you for your support. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying them. Yeah, I'm still enjoying mine. I mean, I spent for my kit because I used to work. I used to sell Cutco knives back when I was younger in high school and wasn't even really cooking. I was, I was baking and I was selling these knives. But if I had that business going now, I would make a killing because and I really see the, the value. Because you, you strip, you strip vegetable very nicely. The peeler? Peeler, you know what I use a peeler to do, to make, um, to strip carrots and you can make carrot chip with it, carrot chips with it. It's very mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's a must. Um, and I know the value of good knives because I've had cheap, bad knives before and it just sucks to make food with those. <laughs> it's just, it's such a pain. Um, a cutting board, of course, you know, you want to have a sanitary workspace. So having a cutting board is, is essential. Yeah. A lemon press. I use my lemon press at least twice a week. Well, I don't have a lemon press, but I have a way to get my lemon out there, honey. <laughs> it's, an easy See, way, but if, it's an easy way. You get a hard uh, teaspoon and you go around in a circle and you squeeze and press and squeeze <laughs> and press and I get all my juice out. That's the Jamaican way. <laughs> you make your own tools. <laughs> lemon press that we had in Jamaica. It's a glass one. You just put the lemon over it and squeeze it. I can't find them over here. Oh, yeah. That's and like it, a manual juicer. Right. And it has, yes. And it has the little funnel when you finish, you just pour it. I can't find them. I'm still looking for it. They're probably made out of plastic now. <clears throat> no. It's hard to get that type of stuff, you know. Yeah. But um, the thing with, yeah, with the, I've seen some people it, like doing food demos, they squeeze the lemon or lime over their hands. Because really the point is so you don't get the flesh and the seeds and stuff in your drinks. No, but I use a tea strainer when I'm doing that. Mm, okay. Yeah, a tea strainer. Because so you, you need all those tools in your kitchen. You what? 
you need tea strainer, you need a, a big strainer, you need different type size strainers. Yeah. That life become easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of making life easy, I mentioned the salad bowl, but a salad spinner. Super, oh, yeah. I didn't even write this down. I don't know how I missed that, but I, there was a period where I didn't have my salad spinner and it was really difficult. Like I didn't enjoy putting together salads. Because I believe in, I believe in washing my salad. Yeah. I don't care if it's a triple time. I think it should be four and the four is me. <laughs> right. I know when you don't wash it, it holds the, the texture is a little better because, you know, but when I spin mine on the second or third spin, I put paper towel in there. To even get more off? To get the moisture out because if you have too much moisture, you don't, it takes away from your, your, your dressing that you put over it. Mm. Um, and then what are jars to save your dressings, but my jars, I don't buy them. You could, but I basically, the, the, the bottles I get like from almond butter and cashew butter, I wash that out after. <laughs> I don't wash it. I soak it and get the paper off. And if any little stain is on it, I scrub it with things. I can't remove the stain and I label it. Oh, you label yours? I label mine. Look at you. Organize. I buy bottles. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, I have labels. I should start labeling my bottles too. I just... The same little label that you put on your, your stationary stuff, you know? Your, yeah. Your file. When you're filing away things, that's what I use. Yeah. Get organized in your kitchen. Thanks, Mom, for upgrading us. <laughs> In case you get sick and somebody come to your kitchen and they have to do something for you. They know where everything is and what it is. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes what I do when I label my jars, I put dates on it. Yes. I did that too one time when I had these, <laughs> these little Ziploc bags and I had um, this thing that I made. I put it in there. I had the expiration date on it. <clears throat> um, and what else? Bottles for juices and smoothies. So you can store them because I make my juices when I, I juice, I juice in batch. So I have enough to last me for two, three days. Yeah. The, the organic stuff is so expensive. I refuse to throw out the bottles when I finish with them. I find use for them. Which bottle, which organic stuff are you talking about? When I buy almond butter. Oh. <clears throat> peanut butter. Those are the bottles I use. And as a matter of fact, the, the one pound jar of the almond butter those are the bottles I used to put my smoothie in to take to work. Interesting. Just a smoothie for me. I, I bought some bottles off Amazon for this because my concern and, and anxiety around it traveling with these things is spilling. You know, I've heard of people spilling smoothies and stuff in their purses, and that's not going to happen to me. So my I don't. <laughs> and I tell you what you do when you're unsure and you tighten your jar. Put it in a Ziploc bag, always. Even if you're carrying water, you put mm. it in a Ziploc bag because accidents do happen. Yeah, so with the bottles that I have, you know, I can throw them over completely and it doesn't spill out. So <clears throat> have that. And then recipe books are important, especially if you're just getting started, you have no clue what to make. And Mommy's holding up 10 Talents. They have recipes in that book? It's all recipe. Oh, I don't know. It's all recipe. When you come back, you need to go through this. 
So I'll put that in the show notes too. I didn't realize they had recipes. Oh, the back just came off. Look at that. <laughs> You've had that book a long time. <laughs> it can't go back on. It's one of those things where you slide the pages in. Yeah. So my my top three that I pull um, recipes or inspiration from the most, other than my meal plan, because if you don't know, we have a full year of raw meal plans on the website, a full year of high raw meal plans. There's also the 30-day raw vegan challenge that has recipes. There's recipes throughout rawfoodmealplanner.com. Um, but besides that, I also utilize 801010, which is very basic. They have meal plans, and the meal plans are very simple. Um, Megan Elizabeth, she has great desserts in her books, and Fully Raw Christina, just for ideas, you know, different right. ideas on different things. Um, <clears throat> so those would be like my top, my top three go-tos that I use most often. Yeah. Um, so do we want to answer some, we touch on the emotional and spiritual health now, like we, we touched on the physical health. Okay. Now it's time for the emotional and spiritual health. Okay, darling. Okay, so the first question here from a listener. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with ungrateful partners, friends, and family members? Ignore them. <laughs> ignore them? Oh, yeah. It's very easy. You still love them, but ignore them. But if you have to deal with your partner, your partner is what? Your husband, your wife, significant other? Mm-hmm. I always say to people that there is a joy that you're supposed to have in your soul or in your heart. And it's a joy that you choose because the joy that you have, those people didn't give it to you. They never give it and they can't take it away. Momentarily, they might rob you of it, but don't ever, don't give up your joy. Anytime you're giving up your joy, you're, you're giving the happiness to somebody else and you're, you're losing out. You're losing you're big time. Mm. Now you deal with it. Ignore them. Ignoring some, somebody doesn't mean that you're being disrespectful. You, you just ignore the things they're saying at the moment that it don't affect you. But <clears throat> so where, where this, I could see this leading to, it's like this is an emotional puncture because you're with someone you love and they show that or express that they're ungrateful basically that's that's the conclusion that you've come to is that okay. they're ungrateful after everything that you've done for this person oh, a, you know fact. yeah they just don't it's like it's like none of it ever happened and so that can hurt you emotionally which can manifest into falling back into unhealthy patterns of emotionally eating for that comfort, for that pacifier, because you've been hurt in this way, you know? So I could see how this emotional issue can turn into, um, you know, can really impact people who are dealing with diabetes and obesity, and they're trying to eat well and do well, but they're dealing with these emotional issues. And ignoring something, like I know for me personally, <clears throat> I always need when I've had like, uh, when I've eaten out of trying to pacify comfort because of some emotional thing that happened that really upset me, um, I needed a strategy to get out of that, you know, and ignoring it 
never quite works for me because I don't know if it's being a woman. Women tend to ruminate over things. And especially when something hurts and your that, heart. It when somebody, They what? A woman, woman dominates a lot. What do you mean by that? Okay. <laughs> let, me, let me say something to you. One size don't fit all. And the, and the reason why I say is ignore it. I, I think so, one size really don't fit all. So it's hard to, 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 to really answer a question like that for everyone. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's like a one-on-one situation. And you know, with, with some emotional dealing, sometimes you, you, a person has to go and speak to a professional. Like somebody like me could be giving the wrong information because it won't work for me. Don't work for everybody else. You understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, when you're set in your own way, it's very hard for somebody to change you. The only person who could change anything about me right now is only God. I know somebody, though, who is very close to your age, who every time um, a loved one talks to her in a, in a way that kind of makes her feel small, she tends to run to chocolate, right? Okay. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. And I'm sure that it's like there's a lot of people I'm sure that can relate to something like that, right? The chocolate brings comfort. It brings that dopamine, that feel-good hormone. You feeling so bad. This person made you feel so small. And so you want this fix, you know? Um, <clears throat> so that's why, like, the ignoring thing, I feel like, could still lead to that. Yeah. That's if you... One size don't fit all. That's what I just said. Yeah. And so I, I could just speak from my experience. Like what I've had to do is emotionally to emotionally over, overcome when people have really upset me and hurt me. Because like when I get hurt emotionally, I get angry. I get upset. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, you know. I don't get sad and like, I'm like, I got, I have fire, like, you know? And so to release the fire, boxing really helped me. And even if I don't go to a boxing class, I will turn on some music and shadow box. Okay. And what I do when I get emotionally upset because I'm human, I get hurt. I get pain like everybody else. I just deal with it differently. I just clean and clean and clean and find something that's already clean and clean it again. <laughs> I, I work it all physical. Like you say, like when you do boxing. Yeah. When you said, I I just do physical stuff. I work. I do this. I do that. I pull up this. I pull up that. I do this. Sometimes I forget I have a kitchen. Yeah, I know a man like that. When he gets upset, he just starts cleaning like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like you're actually trying to clean away the problem, you know. Could it mm. be, you know, cleaning? But as I say, one size don't fit all, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of issues going on with people. But as I says, when you're younger, you kind of deal with things differently. But when you get older, you've been through it so many times that after a while, it don't mean nothing to you. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So. It, 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's a stage where you have to get to that maturity in life. And we were talking about the same thing yesterday when we speak about wisdom. Wisdom only comes when you get older. Because if you get all the wisdom when you're young, you would not make no mistake so your life wouldn't form the way it formed. It wouldn't be strong. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm like building a house you can't just put a house in one day you got to put the foundation together very concrete very set 
and then you put the wood or whatever around the house or whatever you put it. Mm-hmm. It's the same in life. You know, you go through things in life, and if you go through it as often as you do, you get mature in it, you get seasoned in it, you get to understand that, listen, this has been going on for a while, people going to upset you, people going to do things, but don't let them rob you of your joy. Right. You know? And I'm quite sure there's people that is suffering deep in emotions right now. But so, and, and I would advise, advise anybody who is like that because I have family member who go through things like that. And I mean, I work with them for years, but my working with them don't mean anything. But it's good if that person see prof, get professional advice. So if you so just to to, to bring it. Like, just to make sure I'm understanding, if you had a family member, a very close family member, express ungratefulness, basically, to things that you have done for them, right? Um, Do you continue to support them? Do you continue to deal with them the same way? I tell you something, that's a behavior that I would not support. I'd move on to somebody else who really need and help that person. And gratefulness is something I don't support. Um, but I don't want to go to the person, because we were talking about that just uh, Thursday with, with my brother. When you do something for someone, you, you don't need to remind them that I did this for you. They should know that somebody did something for them. Right. Right? And I think that it should be a thing where it's a constant reminder. Every time you see the person, you remember the goodness the person do. Because I had to stop my brother, Dan, Thursday from telling me how much he's grateful for what I did for him. And I keep reminding him, I said, Dan, you mustn't keep repeating it. It's okay, because when I do something for you, I do it from my heart. Mm-hmm. But I had somebody say, but I don't deal with that with a family member right now. And you know, we have a large family. Yeah. Because everyone in my family, whatever I do for them, they remind me. Sometimes I don't even remember I did that, but they remind me I did this for them. Mm-hmm. I feel sad for people who cannot acknowledge the fact that somebody helped them or do something for them and be ungrateful to that person. You see, I think that's when you lose your blessing, though. You who do the, the, you who do the good favor for the person, you're blessed. But the person who don't acknowledge it, they lose their blessing. Hmm. So the other question here, <clears throat> and this one was actually inspired by um, the service. One of Otis Moss III, he was he said something, and then it, it led me to this question. So the question is, how to tell the difference between someone who is in your life for growth from someone who can't see what God is doing in your life or just can't see God, right? And this is coming from when the, I I think we talked about it on the podcast last week or the week before, but uh, Otis Moss was doing um, a sermon on the story of Pharaoh and in the book of Exodus. And when they were coming after the Israelites and God protected them, Pharaoh couldn't see them. He was keeping them away so Pharaoh can see them. That's if anybody wants to read or look it up in the Bibles, Exodus 14, verse 19 to 20. Right. And so, <clears throat> so Reverend Otis Moss was making the point that, you know, just like Pharaoh couldn't see the Israelites because they were under the protection of God, God was doing a thing for them. There are some people in your life who can't see God, right? But it's like, well, how do you tell the difference? 
between someone who's in your life for growth, you know, because I find that like with family members, relationships with family members, you know, issues that come up are really, I see them as opportunities for growth, you know, and development, especially when you're talking about a marriage. That's like the biggest university because you're living with the person, you're sharing a life with this person. And so there's even more opportunities there for growth. But how do you, how do you tell the difference between someone there for your growth and your development from someone who can't see God and what God is doing in your life, you know? Okay. Um, that's not a hard question to answer. Because everybody's on a different journey. You're might, you might on a journey with the Lord. The other person might be going on a different journey. And everybody's growth is different. Or the person could be on a journey, the same journey like you, but they're way down the bottom. And you are the point now where you reach maturity in your journey and in faith that you could actually... You, 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 you might have a, 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 a spirit of discernment and you can pick up things from people. You can know whether the person is there for their good or we are there together in it. But yes, you can know. You can know. If you have that kind of spirit, you can pick it up. Yeah, spirit of discernment. Yes. <clears throat> it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a great answer because I hear you. At the same time, it's just vague enough to be a non-answer. <laughs> it's like, you know, but I know like at some point down the line of life, I will be like, oh, that's what mommy was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what it is, is um, after a while, you're not going to be silly about it. You're going to, you realize, after you realize what it's all about, or that, that person who is on that journey, that person mm-hmm. in that situation realizes that it's like if you're running a race and let's say you're running just hypothetical speaking you're mm-hmm. running a race with me okay yeah you're the same age we're running a race right mm-hmm. you really want me to win because we're running as a team and we're supposed to either one of us make it to the the, the winning line first it doesn't matter but we're gonna you know you're not gonna fall back because i'm way behind you're gonna run because you want to win it's the same way with with even with spouses, if you 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 don't wanna you don't wanna fail with somebody. If if somebody decide they're not gonna take that journey, you're not gonna you know stop with them mm-hmm. because everybody have a different strength, a different determination, a different faith, a different whatever you know. Right, gonna- and the, what complicates matters. Like since you mentioned like um, the marriage situation. When it comes to marriage in today's day and age, the easy thing for people to do when they bump up on a hard time is to divorce. That's That's weakness. So, but then it's like, that's where this question I feel becomes more powerful and more important because you're, you're at the, the juncture where you're contemplating divorce. It feels like that would be easier, but you is this a phase, if you're going through a hard time in your marriage, is this a phase of growth? Or is this person, are you just to stay away from this person because they, they don't see God and they don't see how God is operating in your life, <clears throat> you know? Well, you know, once we touch the subject of God, I'm going to tell you something. This is why people cannot be unequal yoke. 
See, when you're unequal yoke, you cannot work together for the goodness of the Lord. And everything that you're doing, God has to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, what, you know, it doesn't matter. God has to be a part of it. Because even in today's society, if you, if you listen, even with politics, I hear so much about faith and Christians and whatever. But people use that as a strength. But when, you, when you're unequal yoke, let's say you, you're married to somebody who don't believe in God, but you believe in God, because all good things come from God. Mm-hmm. And you're married to somebody who don't believe in God, it's going to be a problem. It's really going to be a problem. And there is no, you have to have the same belief. You don't have to be going to the same church. You don't have to, you know, worship together. Sometimes people believe in God, they don't even go to church. Mm-hmm. But have that faith. Thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe so you're notified on all our future episodes when they're released.